Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. This is Jordan Grace, and you're listening to the Social Suplex Podcast Network. BWB, this is One Nation Radio. You better get it right. Rich Ladder, James Boyd came to give them life. The Blackest Wrestling Podcast has come to kick all ass and drop his six feet if they kick it trash. Word, let me welcome y'all to something different. And if you dig it, man, you should let some friends listen. We be getting it in. That's on the regular, dude. Ravish and flow, but this shit rule. See, James don't rap, so I had to break it down. The whole network, man, we coming for the crown. Raps in the columns, I keep them both covered Making the beats too, so the listeners can bump it Hit us with the rating, yeah, I'm saying it's a five Before you hit it, talk, bob your head side to side It's One Nation Radio, and this is the beginning It's Rich, and I'm here with James It's time to listen to One Nation The power of the this is Mike Sempervivi from WrestlingObserver.com. Check me out on Wrestling Observer Live every day. And also check out your boys, Rich and James, on One Nation Radio. Uh, this is Kenny Omega. We're listening to One Nation Radio. Check it out, guys. These guys know what's up. Big Kenny Omega fans. That's all it counts to me. Goodbye and good night. Hey. Hey, folks. Welcome to this week's edition of One Nation Radio. I'm James Wood here in the average slot. What's going on, man? Not much going on late like Lauren Hill. Um, Not that know. late, right? You've never been that late. <laughs> you know, um, yeah, man. I was I was on Twitter earlier and and I saw she had another round of of, of showing up late and yelling at the fans that you know just how dare these people that that give her their hard earned money demand somebody to show up within reason, you know, at, at a at a decent time uh, when they were advertised. Um, so, yeah. Um, I'm chilling, man. What's up with you, man? None. Uh, I mean, I saw some Lauren Hill stuff, but I did see your little, your little cute uh, tweet about most, about like an all-time overrated artist or the most overrated artist of all time. It's like, all right, bro. Well, here we go. But, yeah. yeah uh, the Lauren Hill thing is just weird. I... The the thing that for like that that turned people this time on her this time was like the stuff she said about you know people didn't come to her for an album or whatever it was like nah that is not true at all that is a bold faced lie you say in front of all these people that waited for you like people wanted another album from her her the 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 uh, label wanted another album from her like people were like offering her shit for free. Uh, as far as her services to make the album to get out and produce, like that is an absolute lie. That is a lie on multiple accounts from multiple people that that lies told that that lies to, you know being told on. So I ain't trying to hear that shit. Um, yeah. Like you know whatever. As far as her being laid over, that's her prerogative. Like I you know I figured if, if that happened enough times over all these years, people would eventually say fuck this. I'm tired of you know you know planning it out that like I'm gonna wait ninety minutes and still have to wait an hour. So. um yeah, that's that's their own fault. I'll never go to a Lauryn Hill concert. I love that album with all my heart. I will never go to a Lauryn Hill album or um, a Lauryn Hill like uh, concert. That's just no, never gonna happen. Ever. Yeah, nope. you'll never catch me there. Like, nope. 
that something will have gone tragically wrong if you see Rich Ladder at a Lauren Hill concert. Sorry. Like, <laughs> but yeah, man. Um, like, a lot of stuff going on. Um, we're going to get to AEW after, because I'm sure, you know, after this, this week, a lot of people want to know uh, kind of what we thought of, of this very bad week, uh, perception wise, and everything else. Um, but we had like this kind of multifaceted, um, you know, chess women's wrestling chess game kind of break out uh, over the weekend, and I guess we can start with with Kyrie returning um, to WWE at Crown Jewel. <laughs> um, to no no real reaction or anything, but um, she's linked up with with EO. It looks like, and. Um, you know, I, I guess everybody can stop pretending now like they didn't know what was happening. Um, <laughs> so uh, Kyrie shows up. I, I don't know what they're going to have her do or anything, but um, yeah, have fun. Um, any, any thoughts on, on Kyrie returning? I mean, we kind of talked about it when we thought when we all thought she and figured she was going back maybe like a month ago. We thought this or maybe maybe even further than that. We thought she was coming back. Like, yeah, she. She showed back up into stardom. Um, she basically was a part-timer. They didn't use her to put over anybody. She was. She never took a single pinfall. Uh, she would have taken one if not for the my the Mayu contract situation that was going on around the time of um, uh, historic crossover. But she ended up losing. Ended up losing that um, IWGP Women's Title to Mercedes in San or I think it was San Jose um, or America at least. So like that was the only job she really did on the whole basically year run that she was um she had came back to like Joshi. And um yeah, that's par for the course. Like that's what all the main eventers from the scene always do is they protect themselves. Uh like, you know, there was a there was a <laughs> there was a, a thing going around of this weekend like uh Das Chicago or uh Chicago I forgot how to pronounce her last name, but the Jet Dash had a match with Aja Kong. Aja Kong did an apron bump off through a table. Aja Kong didn't lose that. Didn't lose that match. Like that's 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 the scene. Everybody protects themselves. Everybody everybody still frees it like it's men's wrestling from you know 15, 20 years ago. Um, now or AEW. Go ahead, James. Uh, yeah. Now, yeah, now, anyway. So, yeah, uh, like Kyrie, she protected herself, and she's going back to WWE, and um, hopefully, you know, with Triple H there, she'll get a better push than she did when she was treated as a complete pin eater for for Asuka and the Kubuki Warriors. So, there's that. Yeah. Um, so, uh, have fun, Kyrie. Um, then th- that kind of led to uh, this uh, thing where Sari with three E's Um, she a couple uh, weeks ago uh, or maybe like last week it was reported by Mike Johnson uh, PWI insider or PW insider uh, that that Sari was negotiating with a company in America that was not WWE Mm -hmm. Uh, us being tapped into a couple of people that kind of watch these things and all that and speculated to us like privately kind of like hey this is definitely a possibility like is Skabon because you know the patterns that are, that are, have started to emerge like with, with Mike Johnson and if he's reporting on something with Joshi usually has to do with Skabon and um, they I, I'm here to tell people 
Uh, with Sari, she basically like, a lot of people thought she was going to go back to WWE. Um, yep. She was like, no, she um, signed a multi-year deal with them. And I saw a lot of people making admittedly some funny jokes, but terribly inaccurate jokes. Um, what were some of the jokes you saw? <laughs> uh, it was like uh, she would rather, uh, you know, go uh, wrestle for Chuck E. Cheese tokens and deal with Shawn Michaels again. Um uh, a bunch of Triple H stuff. Like uh, there was people just flat out calling Triple H a bum. Uh, there was there was a bunch of like different stuff like that. But um, I'm here to tell people like this is not some. I know it looks crazy, right? And uh, would would DJ Envy and Caesar feel like you know they they could get involved with Skabon and pull the wool or someone like, yes, the optics do not look great. Like I've seen people refer this to this as a money laundering uh, scheme, uh, made jokes about them airing on TikTok, and which they literally else. did. Yeah. That, that actually happened. That ain't no joke. Yeah. Like, that was the like, first time yeah. I ever realized that like TikTok actually did like, uh, did you could stream on TikTok. I had no fucking idea. Right. But I'm here to tell you there's actual money here. Like there's actually something like they're gonna run this. I don't know how long it's gonna last. Like I, I'll keep it a stack with you there. Right, right. When they say multi year contract, multi yeah, it might be it, look, it might even pay you multi year. But look, when you say yeah. multi year is like how many days is it gonna be? Is it gonna be fifty? Fuck no. Is it gonna be? Is it gonna be twenty four? Fuck no. Correct. Um. So like this multi year shit might be like twelve dates, ten dates. <laughs> um. I, I recall hearing stories about Sari apologizing to people at her produce shows that may have discovered her through her time when she was in NXT. So like, it doesn't shock me that she didn't like go running back there or anything, but this whole thing with, with Skabon and uh, she's competing under her own name. Yep. Uh, she she's not getting any goofy gimmick or anything which is like hilarious she pulled the briscoe bitch on me um <laughs> <laughs> and um I, I i think this is like uh this reminds me of like uh like how like they say men's wrestling used to be in like in japan in like the late 80s early 90s like fucking Tenryu would go form his own promotion somewhere or <laughs> something like that. Like she's pretty much going to be like one of the top people. Uh, if not like, you know, the, the way she's like, kind of like, like people were speculating, she might have points on the package here. Um, who knows or whatever. But when, when you saw this thing, uh, besides like flat out laughing, like I did, what was your reaction to this? <laughs> I mean, that was my reaction. I laughed. I was like, because first I, I, I thought, like, she ain't going to AEW. Right? Um, so, because, you know, they tend to get their, like, entire, like, all the, all the references come basically through, like, the Emi Sakura-ism, like, part of the Joshi realm. So, like, once I saw the Suke Bound thing, I laughed because I was like, oh, she ain't, she ain't that definitely ain't WWE. <laughs> Far from it. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, then I was, thought to myself, like, well, you know, this makes sense. Like, it, it seems that, like, Seedling, like, that group of people, like, Nisuki Tayo and, and Arisa Nakajima kind of are, like, the go-to people for the wrestling and the wrestlers. 
Um, so it makes sense seeing that, like, you know, you have Arissa and Sari in the middle of this thing all year. Ever since Sari came back, she, she's currently the Beyond the Sea champion. It makes sense that, like, if Seedland's going to do another show, they're going to bring her in because she's their champion. Gets eyes on them, gets more people in. They do not mind having international people buy their pay-per-views from, from overseas. So, um, I, thinking from that perspective, I was like, okay, I get it. I get the connection. I get why this happened. Um, the, the multi-year thing, I, same thing we just talked about. Like, I think it's cute that it, it's, it's, cause you can announce it as such, but it's only a certain right. number of dates. It's only some, it's only a couple, it's only a few dates. If you, you know, a few means, few means like more than two, less than 10. Oh, <laughs> uh, I wonder if they had Court Bauer help him with that uh, rollout, you know, that but, press um, release. But, you know, like, I, you know, what comes with Suri is like same thing that comes with like Eris Nagajima. If you're going to put them in the main event, or you're going to put them in the top spot for a title, like you're going to get some hard hitting wrestling more, more, more likely than not. Cause like, I don't really, well, especially Nakajima's more, uh, adept or whatever else historically. But like, I don't think I've ever seen her Sari match. that wasn't like extremely hyper violent, um, or any, anyone that was really good anyway. Um, mm. so yeah, like there, there are, there look at the people that are there. There are main event level talent in the Joji scene all in, in through, um, Sukeban. So it makes sense that like if they want to do that for like, you know, they do all the kind of other stuff and then the main event thing is like they have the killer match, they could do it like that. Um, you know, because they have, you know, they have um Ano, they have uh Maya Yuki, they have Nakajima, they have um now uh Sari. So like they could do that. Um so we'll see, but you know, um this next show has to be better than the first one. That's gotta sure. be, I think it needs to be better than the first one. And then they need to, um, they need to have this thing like advertised to where, like, you can people can pay for this, like, if because they're, they're just streaming it for free and all that, and then uploading it on YouTube. It's like, how are they making money? Like that. That's like what I'm kind of looking at it, and maybe I like. I know some people are probably like, why are you worried about how they're making money? I'm like, well, if I can figure out how they're making money, I can like chart a map for them to like sustain the village where it doesn't, <laughs> shuffle, doesn't like go away. Yeah. Right. And um like and, and it seems like they had this is a very expensive project and it looked like it. Like yeah. and I think for Sari to like link up with this thing. It's an instant credibility boost, and it's like it's a signature person. So, um, you know, we we know all these people are operating under like secondary kind of gimmicks there, and yeah. it was al- almost like all those people can come and go if they want, right? But if Cerise putting her name on this, it's like all right, you know, she she already was running produce shows herself, right? Like. Maybe this is like what you know it needs to be to be like, yeah, man, this is like something serious, and then turn it. Who knows? Like they form their own dojo or some shit. Um, I'm not too. I, I'm not going that far into like you know the future plans of whatever it is, but I think the thing for me is, um, like. I like these shows being here. I like the part where like you have Spark Joshi. I like the part where you have um, 
Uh, oh my god, you have these other few ones that are running around because like it helps subsidize. DPW. Like, sorry. DPW. Yeah, Deadlock. Yeah. Um. Uh. What's your one, your boy from Joshi Pod runs? I f- I forgot that quick. Um. Not sure. I forgot, but basically, like, I like the part where like the wrestling come over here and they can help subsidize their income that they've been that they've missed from the pandemic kicking their ass and also the end being down so bad. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm into this. Um, people are, you know, people come here and they bring their merch bags and they leave with, with their merch gone by even one show. Like my Yuki, like she sold me a, a fucking three X. Cause that's all she had left. Prepped. I wear a one X now. I bought the, I just bought the three X off the strength. I'll never wear that fucking thing. I may as well, I may as well hang, I may as well turn it into like a, up. A flag. Hang no, not not a flag. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> no, I may as well like you know frame the thing and just like frame like yeah. just the like the the graphic on it and like put it right. like put it in the back. Yeah, yeah. But, get, get your background, you know, on there. This man so. a blanket. Like I'm wearing like how you know how girls the be like where it is where it is where it is like the, the sleep, shit you sleep in like one of them. Yes. Nah, man. I say say the big T-shirt for for. <laughs> The big T-shirt for a still big nigga, even though he's lost hundred pounds. That's that's crazy. That's nah, crazy. No, nah, no, nah, you say the big the big T-shirt for, for for the ladies. That's what that's what you do. I'm six four, two hundred forty five pounds. The big the shirt I wear off my the shirt I pull off my the shirt I pull off is big. Unless I'm in hey. here with a heavyweight. Hey, I mean, that's that's that's, that's your prerogative, sir. I don't... Hey, 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 ain't no wrong with a big girl. Ain't no wrong with a big girl. I, 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 I'm just I pointing out more more times than not, like the no, shirt that I'm I, wearing right now is big enough. A shirt that's big on me is big as hell. I, I believe I, uh, a man on this show once said, "I want big, strong, muscular women." Like, <laughs> you know what I love about that clip? <laughs> that clip was talking about a, a match where two were beating the other ass, and the only part that that, that Dan heard was the part where said James likes big, strong, muscular women. I didn't say I didn't, but. I <laughs> but like how did this become like this is a James Boyd fetish like that's not that's not when people say you're a Joshi freak or whatever else, that's not what they think of, of, of oh this person like big strong muscle woman they know that you would oh you, you're 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 akin to a pedophile I, yeah. he took it on a whole other route should I, I don't know if I should be offended or should give him credit for that well I don't know amazing but uh yeah man shout out to him all sizes you know hold on let the free flag fly I, all I <laughs> All I said was I'm in, I'm in, I'm with bio or body diversity. I, I I don't have a preference. That's all I said. Yeah, Is that know. freaky? Hey, I don't know. It's on you. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, okay. Okay. <laughs> moving but, on. Um, moving on. Um, Julia has garnered some attention uh, in in response to WWE. Everybody was pointing and laughing at WWE. No more than I'd say, like forty five minutes later, um, <laughs> this news drops of uh, WWE interested in signing New Japan champion Julia. Like that's mm-hmm. how it all kind of rolled out to the websites, and this obviously set. Um, Twitter ablaze or whatever and I saw this and I was like well you know Julia is very popular and has been we've talked about how Julia gets talked about yeah. on this show yeah people by, like, it's the same thing that Melzer was doing with Tony Storm for the year somehow how marketable she is no you think she's a smoke show and like 
the wrestling is secondary and it's like, look, man, just just be real with it instead of trying to talk in your code. You think she's very yeah. attractive and attractive in a way to where like, she could be a star. And that's yeah. fine, but like the people that say this stuff aren't also being like, yeah, she also had like the best women's match last year in the world. They ain't talking about none of that. No, like, they, they, they don't. They, they not... Look, if she wrestled like Brie Bella, they wouldn't give a fuck. <laughs> so, um, immediately, um, you know, I saw the 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 put Julia with this faction, that faction. Uh, oh, they, yeah, they did, they, they, did they did the nation domination trope set with Asian women. Yeah. Yes, yeah. all that. Not, not Japanese women, Asian women. They throw, throw Zia Lee into this. So I was like, hold on. When, yes. is, when has it ever been? Do you understand the, 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 that Japan and the rest of Asia ain't exactly like some smooth thing? Nah, like, it's, they were it's trying all to together. cover all of them, all them uh, you know, close lands. It's all it's all together. So like um the the way this one um kind of kind of went, it was like it read to me it was like, yeah, WWE would be interested in this wrestler eventually. And that's kind of what I took it as. And I was like, man, it's about to get nasty because um people were speculating about Julia's deal being up uh next March and makes her year look pretty weird. Um like obviously they took the red belt off her back in March. Mm-hmm. Um they've had her walking around with that New Japan strong belt. There was supposed to be this Mercedes Monet match, which may or may never happen now. Right. Um I don't know. It's a it's it's a wild thing. Um I don't think W like we were talking earlier, I don't think WWE necessarily cares about the stylistic fit. She's got right, a lot just, of buzz. They, yeah, they just want a hoarder. Yeah. Yeah, they, they they got a lot of buzz and, and yeah, uh, and then they get and if they get anything extra after after that, cool. Yeah, and I don't know, man. Like I, that would be I look. I think <laughs> if she left, there are like four or five people at least to like elevate into where she is now. So it yeah. wouldn't be this thing where it's like, oh fuck. You know, oh my god, what are we gonna like, do? We have to replace like our fifth biggest star in the promotion. <laughs> like that's not yeah. that's 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 the people, don't understand, people, people do. don't understand that's the reality. Like people people just see and like, oh yeah, she's a smoke show. She's also like been the champion, so she has to be therefore she has to be the top star. It's like, no, nah, that's not how that works. That's not how that works at all. I, look, I I think a lot of the stuff with Julia this year has been funny because like I was baffled they took the belt off of her after all that, like that went into getting her to the belt. Yep. Um, and from there, it was like, all right, now what do you do with her? So <laughs> so I could easily see her being like, you know what? I'm chunk the deuce and uh, uh, go ahead and, uh, you know, had these five-minute matches on whatever uh, TV show and, and you know, get a big bag. But... Uh, She's not in a poor house. Let's put. I think we should um, put that into the um, atmosphere. It's not a situation where uh, you know she's 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 broke in stardom or anything like that. Uh, I love when people said like when first doing that about uh, Kyrie and Eo. It's like you understand they took pay cuts to come to NXT. That's funny. Yeah. So whatever. Like. But- yeah. Um, what do you what do you make of this like uh, this whole thing like like because I feel like the raid is coming any day now. 
Um. So, one, you know, whatever they do is always going to be a quota, right? Um. Oh, I found the tweet, as I was gonna say. So, like, we were talking about the Mayu Io thing, and, like, I remember this tweet from uh, earlier this year where Mayu uh, told Tokyo uh, Sports, like, that she had once went to Io's house and saw 3 million yen, which is the equivalent of, like, almost uh, $21,000 in cash yeah. just sitting there. And she said that that motivated her to work hard in the, in the pure resu in, in, uh, industry. Yeah, so, you know, big racks. Anyway, um, I don't think anybody in NXT, look, that shit. That's that's half their salary. Yeah. <laughs> that's half they- Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh so um yeah, like if you ask me like what I think of the whole situation, just like I mean if she leaves, that's on her for my for my benefit of wanting to see her uh be the biggest star she could be in America, if that's what she so chooses, even though she doesn't speak a lick of English, I would say, Hey, you might wanna uh not do that there. Uh, because once you get there, um, you're new. You have to relearn everything. You don't speak English as good as people that are already there that already are in front of you that are that are also Japanese women there. And also, like, you got to find, find a whole new way to try to get over um, there. And, like, you're not going to have nearly the amount of rope that uh, that you would have in, you know, anywhere else to do it. Like... American pro wrestling is a lot different from Japanese pro wrestling. Like her storytelling is great. Um, her long form storytelling is great. The problem is people don't have that kind of, uh, patience or attention span for people that don't speak English in this country. When it comes to pro wrestling, they'll quickly cut bait on her and be like, move on to something new. And then what they're going to say, well, you need to get a new character. Then you're going to come with a new gimmick. And then she's going to be out here underwater. And then the other part is like the incompatibility of her style in the ring compared to like stardom. Like the same reason why I thought uh you know Saria Saray wasn't gonna work is like she works too stiff. It's the same thing. So, so you ain't you ain't ready to hear Michael Cole run Michael Cole running down the ice lore. <laughs> Who that's another one, right? Like the ice lore that will require somebody else from Ice Ribbon to be there. I mean Who you got? I mean, you got. I mean, obviously, you know, you got Eo there because Mio was a was a trainer and um, also like a ref there. You also got like uh, I think I think Oscar did a, a little bit of ice rip. I'm not exactly sure, but outside of that, what you got? And I and, and they never interacted when all this shit happened anyway. Mm-hmm. Julie, Julie, they were all gone by the time Julie even I think even started uh pro wrestling. Though I look forward to Julia having her name changed to just Julia, like with a J, uh, for to make it make it easier, you know. Um, I, I, it shouldn't be that hard. Like Julia is spelled just like Giuliani. You know, it's it, you know, it's it's WWE, and you know they're yeah. You know, it should just fit right. It should make all the sense in the world to them. Yeah. Um. I I don't I don't think it would be. I think her in NXT would suck. Like I don't. Oh I yeah, don't but they would that. have to. They would have to send her there. They would have to send her. Yeah, it would well, be like, well, oh, man, just... given how they operate, they 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 will feel that they would have to send her there. Let me phrase that. Sorry. Yeah. Like she uh, knows what fucking hard cam is because you know, like in pro wrestling, everybody has like a center stage or like what's what right. part to work for towards, and everybody happens to do it. It's just people pretend that like they don't know how to do that. I think her and Rhea Ripley, if they just beat the fuck out of each other, like how Rhea Ripley and Charlotte did, 
they could do that. She could do that match, but oh, I don't easily. think they're going to let her easily. do that every day. They're not going to um, do that. That's the thing about these matches. Like they will save those kind of matches for like WrestleMania. I can't even say SummerSlam. They've never had no match like that at SummerSlam with the women. So like they have to save it for something super special in their mind. And it's like, do you expect Julia to actually climb to that level to get there? Yeah. I do um, not. I, they barely know what to do with Japanese men. So like my, um, barely bar for Japanese who's the best, women. Who's the best, who's the best push Japanese act in WWE history? Shinsuke Nakamura. All right, then. So you can't say barely. So you, be, it's one of those two. Think how many times they fucked them up. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> apparently there's a Nakamura versus Akira Tozawa match happening right now. And, um, talk about dropping a ball on a guy under uh, chanting CM Punk uh, right now. <laughs> wow. So, um, you know, they, what they're doing with EO is not really impressive to me. Uh, just kind of holding the belt like a heel goon. So, um, you know, the, uh, I, I, I think it would be a complete wild card uh, for Julia. And it would just be weird to, to see that. Yeah, uh, I just think it, I just think because of because of prior history, I don't think it will work. But you know, she is talented. She's one of the best wrestlers in the world. She's built herself up to that. You know, so like if if it did work, it'd be like, oh my god, one of the best wrestlers in the world, like managed to work out at like the biggest wrestling promotion in the world. That shouldn't that shouldn't be a, a that shouldn't be like a, an epic win or or, or like a underdog story. Is like this is what should happen. Mm-hmm. That's how it's supposed to work. The biggest wrestling company in the world is one of the best wrestlers in the world. That should work pretty fucking well. Like, if I, like, you know, Rich, you don't watch football much anymore. But, like, if I were to put, like, Tyreek Hill back on the fucking Chiefs, don't you think that would work? You know, I, I've seen, I've heard about some other stuff. Like, Josh McDaniels, like, he was, um, you know, saying, yeah, like, I uh, <laughs> and say you get that man some great talent. He don't know how to handle it, but if you give him some sorry people, he he can bring them up. That's a lot of coaches. Well, yeah. Um. Yeah. I I just I just hope everyone does know though that uh, uh you know, Sari signing with with Skabon and um, WWE having interest in Julia is it can only mean one thing. It is an indictment on Tony Khan and AEW. This is y'all. Y'all just you know, even though there was no bag in your hand, you fumbled it. Even though there was, <laughs> you were not connected to this at all. It's on you, Tony Khan. People were saying this. Of course. Mm. Um, people with names too. Like, and um, I was kind of shocked. I, and I didn't want to get into a whole Twitter war today, so I, I refrained from the dunks. But man, I was I was shocked. I was like, "Damn, catching catching strays for this this two now." They're, like, if, if you're gonna tie them in for this one, there's no there's no other situation you uh, you you can't tie them into at this point. So, um, gotcha. <sighs> As the, the, the wheel turns, Megan Bain. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so this is an evolving situation right now uh, that is currently unfolding on Twitter between SRS, 
Shout out to him. Uh, the Stardom Twitter account, which is run by Sunny, Sunny, uh, and not that Sunny that kills people with cars. Um, Wait, what? Oh, you, you didn't know, Sunny. WWF Sonny out here. Oh, Hitler, oh. Club oh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. I here. forgot about that part. But no, I was like, wait, what? And then you're like, oh, you didn't know. I was like, oh, he about to hit me with that, with that, with that, with that Jesse James. Your ass better oh. call somebody. <laughs> I was like, nah, you're not gonna get me. I'm gonna be quiet. I'm gonna sit here for the rest of. The, I'll wait till the to the time when the show ends. This show has no time, has no shot clock or no time. And I was just gonna stay here for another hour and then be like, yeah, that's in the show. Thanks for listening, y'all. Later. But um, oh, shit. yeah, right. uh, yeah, Sonny, who basically edits and translates the shows for Stardom and runs uh, Stardom's English account. Yeah. So the original port report from Fightful Select and this report in itself was kind of messed up. Uh, it was saying Megan Bain is all elite and has been for quite some time. Top indie prospect Megan Bain isn't actually an indie prospect. Fightful Select has learned Bane has been Bane has been under AEW contract for months, although she hasn't been on television in the company in months. Bane was instead sent by AEW to work in Tokyo Joshi Pro months ago, and has been refining her work there. As of this summer, we're told that there have been no significant creative plans for her within AEW. Twenty-five-year-old uh, has also made appearances and impact in the past they immediately came out and uh said that was incorrect they actually meant stardom something got lost in how it was written up i'll take the word for that for it um then there's like the uh you know megan being signed to aw which is confirmed um and you know she's been working in stardom since august i believe um I think this is what people always clamor uh, for for to happen. Uh, if this was you know kind of done because there was an injury in there too, um, there was like the Megan Bain timeline is weird because she was already in AW like a year ago, maybe more. Um, was getting the the superstar kind of entrance. She was getting her own entrance and all that shit when she was on Dark and winning matches. Um, she was doing indie dates. I believe she got hurt. I don't know if they had her on papers already. So I don't know how I don't know the exact timeline, but when she was healed, she did show back up in stardom earlier this year, which we covered, you know, uh, with her feud with Tam and subsequent challenge for the title. And, you know, it's going all, all in uh, since then. Um, from here, there was you know, um, some refuting of it from Sonny said no wrestlers ever been sent to AW to come to stardom. Not once said it was basically his job to know such things. Uh, and he's the person that negotiated with Megan every step of the way. This is all public things that he's saying. So I'm not betraying anything. Um, and he's been involved with bringing a large majority of stardom's foreign talent for eight years now. Uh, I believe they were talking with Omega Goon. Shout out to Omega Goon, longtime listener. Um, so this whole thing was like it's it's still happening. Like they're still going back and forth. Like a and it's like a lot of uh, this word was used incorrectly to describe it. A lot of people, of course, being like you know trying to I think just jump on each other 
about terms and stuff like that. But what we do know is that she has been signed for AEW for a long time. She worked in stardom over the summer. Um, there may or may not be uh, some type of connection that made that happen. It could be Megan on her own booking this, but I doubt AEW, if you're on a contract, lets you just go places without having control over your finishes or um, some set plan um, to, you know, because we've seen when Riho was over in stardom, uh, we've seen when any wrestler that works in AEW works in another promotion, like how it works is sometimes they have like representatives, uh, for example, like defy wrestling, say if John Moxley was on the card and like some other wrestlers from AEW, all the other wrestlers from AEW, their representative would be John Moxley to make sure everything is fine. Like there's liaisons everywhere. So like it's, it's more organized than people think people just don't know a lot about it. Um, I find it hard to believe that that Megan Main booked this herself. And then if she was under contract with AEW, because like those things just would not mix. Like it leads me to think that there was something in place like, hey, we're not going to use you right now. However, you come back from this knee injury, go over there and, you know, do you, you actually probably have the ability to go over there because I think that's something else that gets like kind of, you know, tripped up in this thing immediately. I saw people say, saying, send Anna J over there. I'm like, I don't know if that's necessarily going to be beneficial for Anna J. You know, she might not be built for that. So like, you know, like Megan Bain, like, you know, I pretty much told, said it. She was like a high level prospect over there. Like when she first showed up there and I was like, you know, just, just let her do her thing. And, you know, she ended up fine over there. Everyone's not built like that. And maybe Megan had, circumstances where she could go for six months you know there are people that you know have families they have different commitments and i don't know if it's going to work like that for everyone but you know i can't call any her uh excursion uh her silent excursion anything but a roaring success especially if they planned it out and kept it secret for this long yeah i don't know you know how this came about how it came out or or whatever else but it's like my whole thing to it is like, so like she showed up, she got over like she got like in a title match that she got a month before the month before she came in. Like she got like an audible gas when she hit her finish and a good man and a good ass match. And then like, that's the only job she's done. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know what the point of contention is other than semantics. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, on screen, it was working out well for, on both ends from her, or three ends from if it's AEW center over there or whatever. AEW's getting somebody that's getting some XP um, and also while recovering from this injury, whatever. And actually having some, you know, wrestling well and is over in the position that they're in over, you know, on excursion, if you will. Um, from some perspective, like, she's an over monster. She's an over monster. And... Like she has good matches and she's being paired with Micah right now and they're killing, they're beating the fuck out of people. So yeah, like I don't, I don't care. Like the back and forth, the, 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 the Sunrise Sap and Sunny are having on Twitter, like I haven't seen it at all until you just mentioned it. I don't care. Yeah, it's like know, whatever. It's, when, when's it, like she, like she's going to continue through Tag League? Okay, cool. And if she yeah, leaves man. eventually, okay, cool. And she ends up on AW? If so, okay, cool. Fine. Bro. 
Like all the stuff going on, all the stuff Why is going on. Why do people act up like this? Hold on, hold on. All the stuff that's going on with starting this year. All the stuff that's going on with AEW this year. All the stuff that's going on with New Japan this year. You think I can? You think on my list of, of all the things of these promotions I love and like would watch on a regular basis and follow and cover that like Megan Bain's contract situation is what's hold is what's like is like on the top of my list? No, it's not even the top fifty right now. <laughs> like Tam, ha- Tam and Susan's happening. I, we ain't seen we ain't seen Tam not a bit. Since she uh may have blown out her may or may not have blown out her knee at the end of that mat, her last title defense. Yeah, she's she's not gonna be in this 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 next one. They, they announced she's out. Okay, there you go. I didn't even know that. So there you go. Have yeah. they tripped her? They're saying what's gonna happen with the title. I'm like, nigga, you tell us. Like, right. okay, there you <laughs> the go. Fuck? Like, so it's gonna be. I believe it's Suzu, Starlight Kid, and Azumi are gonna be fighting uh, in three way for but what? I'm like. For what? Number I, I champions. Like I'm like, yo, man, break the glass now. The future is now. Put 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 a red belt on the line. Let's go. But um, yeah, I don't. I the whole thing about being like she was obviously had to be sent to stardom. Like I I, I can't think of any scenario based on what I know about people in AW working at other places. You don't show up there by your. You don't book yourself somewhere like without going through the office. Like it, you, yeah. it was just be impossible. Yeah. Has Meltzer talked about this? Or we got to wait to the observer and they figure I, out. I think that will probably happen tonight. He's he's posted stuff on the board. I think, but okay, uh, we're more likely to hear something on Wrestle Observer Radio uh, later tonight. I guess that means I'll have to listen to Wrestle Observer Radio for the first time in months. Bro, I have, I have, I'm so behind. <laughs> so am I, bro. I, I listen to Social Suplex, you know, <laughs> and I, you know, uh, and all that. But yeah, man, it's uh, it, it's wild, man. Like, um, uh, so Wrestle Kingdom 18, um, uh, they just came out with like a list of uh, some of the top matches today. Uh, did you happen to see this list, James? Yeah, I saw the list. I also saw people defending the list, and I'm like, there's no need to defend the list. Like, if it draws, it draws, and I've heard it's drawn a lot better than it did last year, and I also like to point out, like, that's great. We're also, like, coming straight off of, like, restrictions for people to come oh. moving and coming in, so, like, whatever. Amazing. And Amazing it's also how that like, works. Wow, so you mean to tell me that Tessie and Naito versus Sonata is more over than Jay White in the main event of a Tokyo Dome? Shocker. Who knew? Who knew that? What a fucking that shocker! Who could who could have foreseen that Jay that Sonata was more over than Jay fucking White? We knew this in Japan. The fuck? <laughs> what? Oh. But what about the card? Does it jump off the page? Oh, you no. want to pretend it does? Okay, fine, whatever, John. <laughs> a lot of cap. I, I love John from Masaki, but like, bro, we, it's 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 another. It's part forty-five of Desperado versus Hiromu. We've seen all of them. <laughs> It's, it's always a good. It's always a good ass match, but we just, they're not they're not going to top that G one final or like the best Super Junior finals. Never happening, right? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, even though Hormone's been in, had an incredible bounce back year, you know, whatever. Um, like having the three way for the uh, for the US slash UK that title. Shit is, that shit is a tragedy. No one wants to. See, no one wants David Finley there. That's tragic. And then like you know. Before before we do that, this is not only a tragedy from the standpoint of no one wants to see a three-way, no one wants to see David Finley. This is possibly Will Ospreay's last uh, 
Wrestle Kingdom as a uh, full timer or you yeah. know whatever. This could yeah. be say this is his last Wrestle Kingdom ever. Who who knows? And it it would be this that he's going out on, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's a waste of John Moxley. This is a, <laughs> this is also like um, a waste of like Osprey's year half year anything that doesn't have to do with like kenny omega because i'm like where the fuck did osprey omega 3 go like was that like a figment of my imagination maybe i guess so um so uh yeah and and then it's like they're introducing a new title too and everyone's like oh yeah they're bringing back the intercontinental title belt i'm like Mm -hmm. bro they're gonna debut a new fucking belt they're not gonna go back to that other design that we all like they're not doing that so it's like you know they're getting rid of the red bell that fucking stinks that you know i i think i think kenny and will bust their ass making that belt um mean something so they're just getting rid of it um so i I, yeah that it that seems like a waste uh you mentioned okada and danielson yeah uh okada danielson like that's a match for us just much like you know the omega and Osprey match was for us last year, or the Jericho and Omega match was for us in 2018. That is but the I'm international like, match. I'm like, yeah, man. I hope Brian Danielson comes back in one piece. You know this man prone, prone I, to get hurt. I will say this on commentary on Dynamite, uh, Excalibur said that like he, that he's expected that they expect him back at the end of the year, as if he'll be back before yeah. January 4th. I I could, I could probably picture that no I'm, I'm just saying like to you know in case we wonder like how long is he going to be out with the orbital bone thing is like maybe not as maybe not like to where like you know he gets cleared on january 1st hops his ass on the plane then goes you know and then he's there you know um a day later i, I think also uh, i didn't talk about the finish for the for the three-way like um presumably will osbury's on his way out the door I don't know what happens there. Right. Um, but David Finley kind of has to win this, right? Yeah, I don't think it's going on Moxley. I mean, it I, could. Look, look. Let me phrase this. I'll say this. Okay. John Moxley's not taking a pin no, here. No, absolutely not. So He's that not leaves only one real option. Like, you know, Osprey's not staying. What? So is Finley just gonna pin? Awesome. See why it's like? Why is he Moxley even here? Then it's like, what the fuck? Like, Gato, what are you doing? What are you doing, Gato? Answer me! God damn it! Um, Okada and Danielson. Gotta say, man, excited to see it. Not thrilled, not over the moon to see it. I, I always figured it would kind of head head here. And even before the injury, you know, where, where Danielson breaks his arm like that, I don't think we got like it wasn't it wasn't like that. But maybe it'll be like that this time. So, yeah, I think it'll be a better match. I think up, like he will work more of a style more conducive to like what happened with him and Saber. Obviously, I think they'll it'll work better as far as um. As far as Okada and their chemistry, it seemed like like if you watched their tag match that they had a couple weeks ago, like their tag their chemistry was so much better than it was even in that match that they had um, at Russell Dream. So for me, I, I'm they they re, they got me to be reinvested in the match at, in uh, in on January fourth. Uh, junior match: Francisco Akira, TJP, Clark Connors, Drill Maloney. It's a junior one that should be pretty good, but um, yeah. 
IWGP World Heavyweight Title, Sonata versus Tetsuya Naito. And I just got to say, I'm never going to like love this as much as like, you know, people people think we should or whatever. Uh, I feel like I know what both of these guys are capable of. They're a lot older now than <laughs> when I first started watching them both. Um, yeah. I'll, I'll know the thing about it is like, you know, John is a huge is a huge Naito fan. And I think he is misguidedly defending the Naito thing when it's like, Naito being in the main of a Tokyo Dome ain't the problem. It's Sonata. This is a Sonata issue. Like, if you put, if you put, well, uh, look, given what they've done in the G1 the last two years, would anybody have a problem if it was Osprey versus Naito? No, absolutely not. If they want to do Osprey, well, it's been too many times they've done it so uh, lately, but like, if they want to do Okada and Naito again in the dome for the fourth or fifth time they've done it. No one would, be, no one would have bat an eye at it because like, those two top stars, whatever. Um, this is not a part that is what we're, that people aren't like attracted to. People still recognize that when Naito wants to, he's one of the best wrestlers in the world. And that's not the issue. Um, so like, yeah, it's just like the Sonata thing. It just, it is what it is. It's, it's a guy that needs to have the best match of his career. And if not, if he don't have the legacy game, then like he needs to never be in anywhere see. by the main event again. Not, not another new Japan cup, not another G1 final. None of that. I think I think Josh on keeping the strong style said this best. He kind of made a comment in passing about Sonata being Ronnie Garvin and Tetsuya Naito being Ric Flair, and that's what, exactly what this is. I saw this and I stopped everything I was doing, and I was like, "Yes, like that's <laughs> that's what this is. This is Ronnie Garvin, his boring ass." Giving the belt to the real, hurry up and get the Starcade and give the belt back to Ric Flair. Like that's what, that, that's what we're we're dealing with here. That's um, a good one. That really is. And I'm like, yeah, man. Like, yeah, y'all can pretend if you want. You know, that's fine. Um, you know, I guess I'll take my ass to sleep after all kind of dancing. <laughs> Look, because look, either either I'm a, either I'm gonna fall asleep or he gonna put me to sleep. I make my life choices. Fuck that. But you um, plan on watching it live? I mean, why? Well, I I watched I watched uh, half of last year's show live, but I oh, admittedly okay. there there ain't no Osprey versus Omega on this thing. Yeah. But you know there is dancing Okada. You know I might I might wake up early and check that check that out. Um, but. I gotta agree with my man Ebu. It ain't jumping off the page, you know. It, you it's know, not. all us Westerners, blah 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 blah. I'm saying we we can lay these cards they down sold, year look, by year. They we, sold we, better. They are ahead on tickets compared to last year. I think that's more to do with one the the most popular domestic stars in the main event and can win the title. They can finally do their fucking roll call. That's definitely a factor of it. And also, we are a year removed from the restrictions when, like, people were still, you know, wanting to make a decision on whether or not they want to go place or not in Japan or not. We are a year past that, so they should do better. And then they also put their, you know, they also put, like, one of their two biggest stars in the main event to win the belt. Like, so, yeah, Look, like. He not, like, like we don't have to pretend like he's wrestling Shingo Takagi for the title right. in two months. We don't have to pretend, and we, like, and we, don't have to pretend, and we don't have to keep fighting. pretending that Jay, White, that Jay White last year is Kenny Omega. We still doing this? 
Like, like we ain't got to pretend like... Like, jumping off the page is like, look, man, last year's card did jump off the page. The main event did not. Yeah. Yeah, the main... Like, we, we, and we this called year, it the entire time. card we... doesn't jump off the page. That's the difference. Yeah. 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 Like comparing and contrasting to say like, but, but where the other was like, no, 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 last year's main event is off the page neither. We've seen that a million times too. Yeah, yeah, and I don't know. Like, there, it's almost like the more things change, the more they kind of stay the same. Because it's like I've seen them be early on guys, and I've seen them put guys in spots where it's like damn this is what they really doing at the dome like and they're putting Tanahashi with Okan when it when Okan first came back and it was like uh oh, we got to watch Okan with Tanahashi but then it turned out decent but they put Jay White in there with Tanahashi right I'm like all right where the fuck is Yoda Suji like <laughs> like, like that's who we want to see like what you is, know like what do you what is if it was Yoda Suji versus Tetsuya Naito, like in the dome, right? I don't think we we would be like, ooh, we would be like, yeah, I, I'm trying to see it. But I mean, I'm we don't have to, to lie about Sonata. I, I don't mean, know why. Yeah, I would like to see that, but you know what? I wouldn't want to see. I wouldn't want to see Shota versus Naito after what they did earlier this year. Yeah, because that wasn't. Yeah. I mean, you know, you know, Tetsuya Naito, he prone to try at, 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 on his terms only. So yeah. Um. But uh, yeah. Oh, oh, you think? Oh, you think I'm about to go out here and 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 help new new Tanahashi? No. Right. Like, I was new like, Tanahashi, and look, like what, where the fuck look is, what I had to do. I had to go the long way. No. Like where the fuck is Shota Umino? Yep. Where the fuck is is Yu Yumura? Where the fuck is <laughs> Yoda Suji? And it's like they what may be added do, later. What, say again. They may be added later, right? Yeah, and, you know, stuff gonna be added later. You know, definitely. Shingo's a champion right now. Right. Saber's a champion, so they're gonna need opponents and all that yeah, shit, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, That's what I'm not but, worried about. But yeah, but it's like this is kind of the first thing we're getting attention with. Usually, the there's block something of matches. Yeah, the first wave of matches. You would think something for some of those people. I, I guess you know. Do do we really want to count David Finley as the person? I'm I'm sorry. Uh, there was a great comment. I think from like Bruce the worst leader. Right. It was a great comment from uh he was like, Does Gator think all white men are the same? Like <laughs> like like it was like, Yeah, man, Kenny Omega, Jay White, David Finley, all the same thing. Like <laughs> Rich, we've known the answer to this has been yeah for like over five years. <laughs> Yo. Oh um, they said so- it went from what was it? Finn Balor to AJ Styles to Kenny Omega, and after Kenny Omega, they say we gonna throw in fresh face, baby face, uh, Miles Tennant looking in the face as Jay White, and then we went from there to David Finley. Yeah, yeah, man. It's, Gato um, Gato is out here acting like this is Theodore Long's five minute white boy challenge. Any white boy, any white boy, out the crowd come out here and be the leader of Bullet Club. Any white boy. <laughs> Um. Yeah. So, I'm 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 stunned by by the use of Osprey here, and you know, stunned, kind of saddened, and then like, if this is it for him there, uh, and Lord forbid he did, Will Osprey decides to end his career and sign with WWE or something, and then it's like, this is how we wrapped it up. This 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 past six months, like where like he was just not used as the biggest and best star he could it, be like a, as the world champion 
nothing okay. It do- at the end, it doesn't end with a bang, but with a whimper. Sick, sick. Um, yeah. So, but it, I will say this: like, uh, it, the the idea is funny. Like, they send out Kenny, or listen, they send out uh, AJ Styles, like in the semi-main event against uh, Shinsuke Nakamura, right in the yep. dome. They send out Kenny Omega in the main event of the dome against Tanahashi, and then they send out Jay White in the main event against Hokata in the dome. And what and, and what does and what does Will Ospreay do? What do they give Will Ospreay? Yeah, bro, like you're gonna be like Three fifth ways. from the top. We're gonna push you fifth from the top, and you gotta go out here and eat the pin for David Finley. Get <laughs> the fuck out of here <laughs> in a three way match. Nasty sick. work, nasty business. This is sick. Oh my god, Gato. Bro, what did, did Will do something? Like like what did Will do? <laughs> he don't deserve this. Oh sick. Disgusting. Nasty. Wow. Be British. Damn. Um Yeah, man. I, I, yo, every time I look at this, I keep looking at this match graphic, and I'm like, I, I, I just see that three way, and I'm like, you can't be serious, you can't be serious, like, like what is I think this? it'll be a good match because obviously you know they'll make it work, but like honestly, like for me, it's like John Moxley works better as a singles wrestler than a, than in a three way match. Like, hey man, how about they just make David Finley kneel in the middle of the ring, get hit and bladed, and lay outside the ring for twenty five minutes, and then come back in when it's time for the end? How about we try that? You know that's not going to happen. You know that's not going to happen. Um, <laughs> just lay there, hang yeah, out, um, enjoy the view of the dome. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I don't know, man. Um, interested to see what Shingo does. Why? What do you? What do you envision for Shingo? Shingo's defending the championship. Um, there's kind of a uh, a hope. I'm sorry, that... Rich. Um, I, I I think this has to be of note. Needs to be noted or whatever else. Um, I just saw Victor Wimayama get their, get his shit blocked at the rim. I saw something about that. I didn't see it though. I think we need. To, I need. I think it needs to be documented and recorded in history for like the next, you know, for the fifteen times it ever happens. Oh, um, in his whole career. But anyway, go ahead. Seeing Doctor Larry say Shingo versus Yoda Suji, I would love it. Uh, yeah, I'm in. Um, there's there's some fantasy booking going around, like maybe. Nakajima's in a short-term run with All Japan right now. He's yep, already yep. the Triple Crown champion, and they've booked uh, him versus Kento Miyahara. Yep, and then this was um, on purpose. You know, if, if this is where he drops that shit in a month, then he shows up at the dome and fights Shingo for the never. Like, Count I me re- the fuck. I want my rematch from from Ariaki, or sorry, from uh, Yokohama Arena last year. Count me the fuck in, um, like, like, yeah, man. Like, uh, like you want me to love some Japanese wrestlers? Oh, I love those guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's Sonata, nigga, not Japanese. It's Sonata, nigga. Like, uh, like, like you think we can't tell them apart? Like, <laughs> what kind of racist you think we are? Wow. <laughs> the fuck. 
but uh yeah i, I assume saber's got to defend that thing um what else tag belts world tag lead this would be the time for him to lose it wouldn't it because i mean he's had it since the beginning Bro, you would think like he's you add him to the list of people that had their belt way too fucking long. Like, bro, oh, man. When, when was 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 that? Didn't he defend it against? Uh, wait, uh, when was that? When was the, the what was the final for that? The tournament final, final for that, bro. That was ages ago. I was trying to say, was it? I'm losing. Bro, he's track had of that the shit at least a year. That's what I'm getting. That wasn't it before that. Wasn't that settled before the dome last year? Yeah, uh, actually, I think the final was the dome. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Because he beat Rin. He beat Rin the Reader, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So he's had it for a full year. Yeah. Yeah. Come up off that shit. Or about to have a full year. Yeah, yeah. Um. Maybe it's maybe you know maybe Rin you know finishes the story. <laughs> you know, we add him um. to the collage. Speaking of so not added to the collage, L.A. Knight not added to the collage. Uh, he loses to Roman Reigns in Arabia, all the way to fuck over there. Saudi Arabia, you know? <laughs> way to fuck like when you, when you just say Arabia, it makes me be like, yeah, yeah, we, yeah. They went over to Agrabah. I'm like, nah, nigga, you can't be, <laughs> you can't be doing that. That's that's a whole, that's a fictional world. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> Oh man, and um, they uh, you know, they, I checked the match out and I saw like they kind of kept this thing like is it was almost like the most nothing happening kind of match. It was like okay, they're not like they largely didn't do the Roman Reigns cinema shit in this match, which I appreciated, but it was just like just the most standard of basic matches. But even that almost is an improvement from some of the cinema shit. This shit was like light years ahead of SummerSlam. And, um, but it, you know, it was simple. It was basic, of course, interference, uh, people coming out there, heads on a swivel, catch a spear, blah, blah, blah. And they ended it, you know, they kicked them, you know, down the slide, like, like buddy in a Christmas story. Um, but you know, I I guess that was that was the peak of LA Knight. Um and you know, it, I think it says a lot that the guy was able to get himself to that level like and you know, people believe in him. Um that's cool. Um people speculating that you know, maybe he's going to be the person that takes the uh US title off of Logan Paul. I just don't comprehend though if if L- you believe in LA Knight this much it's just it's just so easy to move on from him you know just leaves me to think that they're all secretly rooting for Roman Reigns in silence um <laughs> and they're okay with you know how how it's all going um are any I know you're not shocked by it. uh LA Knight you know getting Correct getting, getting I am more. not shocked yeah. The shocking thing would be if he had fucking won the title and he got the, and Roman Reigns' reign ended in Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Oh man. Um. Yeah. It's a. Uh, you know. It's, I don't know. 
I've seen people talk themselves into thinking LA Knight is going to win the Royal Rumble. I've seen For what? this Logan Paul thing. Seth? Yuck. Um, <laughs> that would be. He's sick. not going to wrestle any main event. Like that would be sick. He's not getting. He's not getting a night two main event. So what? what he. For, yeah. for the he would win the Royal Rumble for the purposes of what? I, I I don't know, man. Um, I think obviously Cody's probably gonna be back in the picture at some point. Um, Seth is running around there with that with that fake title, but bro, if they did LA Knight and Seth Rollins, I would die laughing because like. Bro, it like if several gotta like come up off that shit and drop it to LA now, I'll die laughing. Why you say that? Because LA Knight's not actually good. <laughs> <laughs> I hate to say it. Like it's a it's a great story. You know, he's you know, late in his career. There's a lot of a lot of similarities to Eddie Kingston. And I told one of our friends like that that is a big LA Knight supporter and does not like Eddie Kingston, and he he was just appalled that I would say such a thing. I'm like, look, so finish him? No. Oh Caleb. wow, Caleb. Uh, I haven't hit finish show with it yet, but he'll okay. be fucking blown. Like he'll be looking at his hands. Like I can't believe he he said this. Like he's actually right. Like, but you know, both of them dudes in the NWA, they both yep. talk in a way that that. The people in their promotions have gotten behind. Um, Eddie Kingston's light years ahead of him as a wrestler, right? Yep. And you know the late career break, all that stuff. You know he he has the things that they're you know, both best friends of John Moxley. I didn't know that L.A. Knight was L.A. Uh, Knight and John Moxley at uh, when they were in in a, or back when it was uh back when next he was in Tampa. Uh-huh. They live together. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, like he, um, you know, LA Knight has the things like you know a lot of their fans look for the catchphrases. He has the body, you know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Eddie has the promo ability, the wrestling ability um, that people were into, like that that realness factor or whatever. Uh, so I think there's a, a lot of a lot of interesting kind of things like <laughs> for their audiences so um i don't know man i i don't know like exactly where because i i just have trouble like figuring out how wwe sees him um because i know what it looks like or whatever it looks like they're like yep you 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 peak you topped out at your popularity here but i think the the people that are watching him they actually believe him and him a lot more, and they think this thing is still going. But from everything that I'm looking at, like it is not. Like this was it. This was the peak. Well, the peak will be when he wins the IC belt or the United States belt or whatever else, like five months from now. That's the real peak. When he, he'll probably win it at WrestleMania, and people will be like, "Yeah, you know, this is the this, real." The, you know, this is what he, we always wanted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Disgusting. Like they have him hanging out with John Cena, you know, facing the Usos on SmackDown like every other week or whatever else. But then the whole thing turns into he beats like uh, Gunther shit for the IC belt at WrestleMania or some shit. Whatever. 
Oh, man. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Um, let's jump over to AEW. Um, yeah, man, I hated this show. I turned this show off about 90 minutes into it and flipped over to the World Series. This felt like not bad. That show, that show had to be in your mind for you to turn over to baseball that doesn't involve the Red Sox. Yes, was that the clincher game? Yes, okay. Yes. Okay, maybe not that bad. Then it's a clinching game, whatever. So, and I believe like there was like a no hitter going or whatever, and then it got broke up into seventh or something like that. But um, I was like watching this show, and it was like a realization of a lot of things were hitting me, and I was just looking at it, and I was like, <laughs> "Was the realization was that it was a it was a competent uh, Monday night, uh, a competent average Monday night Raw? Because that's no. what it was." No, I thought this was horrible. I thought this was worse than that. Like, I thought this was like, I thought this was like, yo, I watched Cassidy and and um, Casanoli have like this soulless match. It wasn't of. a soulless match, Rich. You know what it was? It was what? like a 20 to 25 minute like match they would have had in WWE if that was Cesaro instead of Claudio. That's what yeah. that match was. I, think, I, of the, I was think of the I was pacing of that match, Rich. Yeah. Bro, I was bored to death watching that match. I was like, bro, they don't got it tonight. Like, because... like they had it in the tag match. I was like, right. what the fuck is happening? The crowd was dead. Like, it was like a damn mausoleum in there in the building. Except and for like the like, swing. And then like, you gotta think they also did like the the um the, the choke swing, and then things. they did the part where the you know the the uh yeah, like it was just it was a I like the match more than you, but like I recognize from the pacing of it that like they are not trying to have the best match they can. They are trying to have like a match that takes time and is just really good instead of great or awesome. And then, like, um, with the Orange Cassidy stuff, like, he's kind of set up for for Moxley, but it seems like the belt's all in the wrong, like, alignment now because it's, like, people after that last match want um, Orange Cassidy to get over the hump to beat John Moxley, right? The he's problem is... He's already champion. He has to keep that international belt when people want him to rightfully get his elevation kind of like, yo, can you challenge for the world title? Can you win the world title? And there's well, a lot of people. Can you challenge for it in a singles match? Yeah, I, absolutely. No, no, no. I meant like because he's already challenged for a poor against Kenny Omega, oh, but okay. also Pac was in it. So Right, right. Yeah. Um. But yeah, uh, like, like I said, I wasn't like, I didn't think the match was terrible or anything. It just wasn't, you know, like like I thought they had in them. Yeah, this was um, not their best match. Uh, easily, it was not. It was like when I th- you, you look at what they did in that tag match, um, you know, the week before, and then like the build anticipation for the match they were gonna have, and like you thought they were gonna have a different level of match. Absolutely, yep. yeah. Uh, and I was I was watching a lot of stuff uh, on this show, and I was like, man, it just feels really tropey. It feels really um, like just like 
things I would have seen elsewhere. And that starts with MJF. Right. The whole the whole thing of him trying to find friends that he screwed everybody else. Oh, gee, it's not it's almost as if I've seen Seth Rollins do this as being an asshole from for years and then ha- you know, being a good guy having redemption. Yeah. <clears throat> and then yeah. The whole show is like, you know, sight gags of backstage of him trying to find people to, to you know, get in alliance with because he has no, because the match is booked, but he has no mystery, par- he has no partners already announced. He has people that, that he's reluctant to be friends with, like, is the Rock and Sock connection of Rock, if he's a Rock and the acclaimed and, and uh, Mass Caster, like, you know, Foley, and like, they want to be friends so bad, but like, the Rock is too cool to be hanging out with that geek, you know, it, it, yeah, we've seen that before. Bro, this was a very WWE the- show. Yeah, and and this was like the, the the realization of like what this shit has become under MJF, and this is like I think this is public knowledge now. Uh, everyone's talking about this meeting that happened uh, after AEW <laughs> Dynamite, and um, let's just hope uh, this that that meeting uh, is effective. Uh, but everything I watched from MJF on this show. I didn't want to see the culmination of it. Like mm-hmm. I clicked off because mm-hmm. I already knew where it was going right. and I knew what it would be yep. uh, in the match. And I was like, no, like right. I didn't, I didn't sign up for this. And I think that it's time. Like it's just time. And then it ain't time when MJ It's not time of Jay White's champ, uh, the challenger. <sighs> you have to wait two more months to get to the end of the year. Pay-per-view man. At Jesus, best, man. Um, but it's like this whole thing, like between, uh, and of course I think they showed like, uh, Wardlow jacking him up in the hallway. I'm like, I'm like, bro, like what type of world champion is this? Like the same type of world champion that like tried to get his belt and then ran away when people were going to fight him when he tried to get his belt away. This man's like a fucking geek, bro. Like, I don't like, (laughs) like, come on dog. Like he's doing everything in his power to get Jay White over. Um, which means like it's telegraphing it like he's not winning the belt because when you do that with a challenger, they never Bro, win. Jay White, I saw someone on Twitter say Jay White has done like seven I'm not winning the belt tropes um <laughs> during this whole thing. <laughs> um He's done quite a few, yeah. They um also had um what else did they have? Um Dar- oh, you know, oh, going Rich, up to Darby's we, door. Go through because you know we already talked about the Orange Cassidy and uh, Claudio match. Can we talk about the beginning of the show when they started with uh, before it even went to like the crowd or the match starting, uh, the opening match starting, like MJF backstage with Renee, Recap. and then they have Adam Cole like on the on the oh, like yeah. on the tight, on the on the screen, and it's like a Skype call, and then he walks away, and then and then in comes like the Kingdom and Roddy, and he yells Adam and everything. He hangs up. It's like oh NXT. Immediately, it was like I was like, "Oh, here comes the bullshit!" Immediately, I was like, "Adam Cole looked terrible." Well, because um, he grew, he's growing his beard out because he's 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 off camera, and it's like, I, okay, yeah. I get the touch of that. I, I understand. I, I like the touch of that. Uh, like it, it didn't bother me aesthetically. He's like, whatever. It is what it is. He's off. I was like, show up, look like a star. Roman Reigns wouldn't have shown up like that. Like, <laughs> and like, I don't know. Like, uh, I'm like, I get it. Like. But, like, Cole just looks like they do this thing, and it's like, yo, he's on Skype. I'm like, is this, like, the only time you guys talk to each other? Like, what the fuck? Yeah, uh, they roll because in. it's WWE now, and these people do not talk to each other off camera. Yes. Then the answer is whole- yes, Rich. 
the whole thing with with uh, Roger Strong and then they rolled him in and yelling at him and all that. And I'm just like, get this shit off my screen, man. Um, uh, the whole thing with Moxley too came in at the end, uh, basically, and and started whooping Orange Cassidy's ass. I think, like, I think the BCC got to pick a side, and it might just be who they're getting booked with because, what do you like, mean? like week to week, I just don't know what they are, and it may be affecting their crowd reactions. Like some weeks they're fighting good guys, like, some weeks the last they're week they, not. When was the last week they fought bad guys? Um, I think Danielson was wrestling against Ricky Starks not too long ago. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, in yeah. a couple of tag matches, uh, I yeah. believe there was an Andrade match, but I don't know if Andrade's a face or heel. Andrade's I, a good guy. Okay. Um. So I don't know. I think they're just all over the place, and I think if they need to pick a lane, um, and then like it seems like Moxley is kind of like the heel kind of. Like Moxie's absolutely thing. in this situation. To me, yeah, when so. I was watching it, it was like, okay, Moxie's a heel. He's back to get his belt back. He's pissed off that he lost his belt. Uh, and he also cuts the promo about the Phoenix thing. And, like, he just, you know, almost like Orange Cassidy's a cockroach. And he's weasel his way back into t- taking his belt, even though he lost it, you know, to an injury or whatever else. Like, and the thing that I thought was interesting is that, was that, like, Claudio they cleared got the bad guys. By- go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say they cleared the bad guys out on collision, one of the comments said. Okay. Claudio... Um, Claudio got snuck by Cassidy on the back, you know, with the, with the, you know, pop up got reversed to a hurricane Rana for the pin. And then like Claudio was like, he was upset that he lost, but he wasn't fuming and he didn't beat up. He didn't put the beat down on Orange Cassidy, but he sat there on the ropes and as Masa came in and played the beat down on Orange Cassidy. And then when like goons, or not, not goons geeks assembled to try to break it up, he fought the geeks off of Moxley and then let, Moxie go back to beating on and pounding on uh, Cassidy, and then eventually he pulled Cassidy. He pulled Moxie off of Cassidy. It's almost like some he this little bastard grudge has my respect, but I'm but so I'm not going to beat him up like we normally would beat somebody up for this situation. But like it looks mm-hmm. like there's something interesting with that to me. Mm-hmm. It was kind of you know maybe since it's WWE that wasn't meant to be anything because it's, that's too subtle. But I don't know. It seemed like like something's going on. Hmm. Um, like Moxie might take it too far in a match, and then like Claudio might stop him from you know trying to murder Orange Cassidy, possibly. So after that, we got the Mogul Embassy taking on Hangman Adam Page, a man whose home was busted in um, by uh, my good buddy Swerve Strickland and uh, the Young Bucks, mm. and they ended up beating uh, them for the ROH Six Man Tag Team Titles uh, in the middle of this match. Swerve appears. Yes. Hangman Page takes off running, chases him to fight him, uh, and we're, we never see him again. Nick Jackson just gets destroyed. No, no, we do see no. them again. They, we, they oh, yeah, get backstage. You Sorry. see them two fighting backstage, and someone gets laid out. I don't know if that was a shoot or not. Yeah, and Nick Jackson gets executed, kind of, and they just pin him. And yep. it's like, oh, I thought they were they're going to keep going, but nope, they they did that. I thought that. Like I don't have a problem with them fighting. Like I, I thought the physicality was good and everything with that, but I think Hangman should have been handed a mic this week. Uh, I feel like you can't do something as like kind of goofy uh, as a home invasion and then not let the person bring it back to reality, like the babyface, like on the other side, like yo, 
like you like like however he wants to address it be like yo you you violated whatever and now you got to pay or whatever like something like that but like the lack of of handing this man a mic in this and having other people like telling the stories for him, like Alex Abrahantes on collision and stuff like that. And uh, the fire that AR Fox uh, jumped swer- swerve and AR Fox wrestled on collision. Um, AR Fox jumped on swerves ass essentially like um, while they were cutting, uh, you know, the intro promos on collision uh, Fox crashed them. And that's how they began like the match or whatever. Like it was actually mm-hmm. pretty unique. And uh, you know, Fox was also wrong by swerve. I'm like, yo, they got to let hangman like bite into something because it is, it seems like it's, there's something missing from the entire feud. It's like, why isn't this guy like addressing, like what happened to him? Like, why is he just showing up do, to wrestle and do his job uh, to defend the, the, the ROA six man titles, fuck those six man titles. Like, what are we doing? Rich. I don't disagree with anything you said, but uh, there have been times where Hangman has done it this way or not been in on front of the camera, not been on the mic and all this kind of stuff. And people keep saying they love him to death and they love the story. And I'm just like, he's not telling the story. You're filling the blanks for him. You're, you're writing a story in your head and making it head cannon um, at times of like why he's, uh, why he's inspiring to you. This is this is one of them right now. I don't like he needs to get on the mic and defend himself. Like the contract signing thing, when he does the whole thing, when he basically says, "Well, the reason why like I haven't been this inspiring, or whatever else, is because like CM Punk was was bullying me." That, that didn't fly for me. No one, everyone was like, "Oh, that's perfectly fine." I'm like, okay, if you say so. So whatever, just bring out the match. And like I'm frustrated because like. I need a response to that because of what Swerve did. Swerve is doing something excellent right now. I need you to respond to match to match the level to bring this thing to people's like forefront. Like this is a really good thing you guys were doing, or probably still are. You can still have time to save it, but like right now, it just feels like it's a rematch. and get his win back, and that's it. Yeah, and like to me, it's inexcusable to to not hand hand Heyman the mic. I don't like, know how you. It's a blood you... feud, and no one's talking, and he's not talking. The baby doesn't want to talk. What the fuck? It's like maybe they're saving you, it. Maybe they're like how, I don't know how weeks away. Maybe they're saving. It. I don't know. I don't know how they go back to television and have Hangman appear on television doing not something right. without addressing it. How does it make it out of the format room? How does it make it out of the booking meeting with without saying, "Hey, maybe we should have Hangman Page say something." Hey, maybe we should run up on him, you know, before the match or something like that nothing like it just 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 take your ass out to the ring come out to carry on my wayward son and go out there with the young bucks looking like they don't give a fuck i i'm baffled like 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 whose decision was this i don't know but what i will say is they want to be wwe so bad like i wanted to remind them what happened with aj styles after uh small joe invaded or ringed on that doorbell he showed up on and did an interview the very next week on smackdown so like I don't I, like this is bad. Um, <laughs> like, um, but yeah, the physicality looked great. Like they they were backstage, and you know I still want to see them wrestle, and I think they're gonna obviously have a great match. Um, but they got they, they got to go, the go to the mics. They got to do they got to do. He has to 
Hangman has to has to actually the like engage. He has to actually engage with what Swerve has done and talk about what he's going to do to him and all that kind of stuff. He needs to and talk about how he's crazed or pissed off or angry or whatever. He needs to do that. It needs to happen. Like the actions are fine, right? Like he went in there and immediately went off on him, right? And then you know, the second he saw him, he ran off the because fuck this match, fuck them belts. It's about what you did, like you know, touching my son or you touched my son's crib. Or parent or daughter, or child's crib. I don't know if he has a boy or girl. Um, so yeah, like I'm, I'm, I'm exactly with you. But um, yeah. So Matt Jackson snaps after the match, and he looks like Chris Jericho from yep. 1998, where he's hitting the uh, ring post with a chair. Ring post with the chair. Yep. Uh, Flip the table so before that too. Yeah. He's real pissed. Uh, so from there. Um, he explains it later. We'll get to it then. MJF's walking around the dressing room again. Uh, comes up to Samoa Joe's dressing room. Uh, there, there was a funny part where he knocked on Kenny Omega's door, and Chris Jericho shirtless answers the door. And I'm like, um, "What's going on in there?" Like, <laughs> so, um, I didn't even think about that. Oh my god! Like, what the fuck? Like, I don't. <laughs> it was hot. They, they, you know, they, normally in Canada, they, they expected were... to be a lot colder. They were in Louisville. Like, That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It was hot because it was Louisville instead of Canada. So, so they took he, their shirts he, off. He goes by know. Darby Allen's dressing room and he writes in a Sharpie emo bitch on there. I uh, he laughs and walks away. Uh, then the acclaimed and daddy ass have a sign. They're saying pick us. They're like just beating us over the head with the subtlety hammer. The, the WWE subtlety hammer that is going to be the acclaimed. After that, the one thing on the show I did like was next, and it was Adam Copeland um, coming to the ring uh, with Shivani. Excalibur said uh, the called him the rated or (laughs) they called him the rated PG thirteen superstar. Um, Copeland put over Shivani, got a big Tony chant. um, Said you know that was was something that tell him hit the bricks this week. Yeah. Something that hilariously repulsed Taz. Copeland said last week Sting was some, somebody that he respects massively got in his face. Uh, Darby Allen called him the future AEW. Uh, before Copeland could give his answer to basically saying he was going to be with him at full gear, Christian Cage, Luchasaurus, Nick Wayne came out. Cage said he's going to retire Sting at full gear. He ain't going to make it to um, uh, Revolution whether he likes it or not. We haven't seen Darby around a lot since Christian dumped him on his arm at Russell's Dream. Um, Cajun brought up uh, Cope's neck issues, said if Cope accepts the match, he'll snap his neck and leave his kids to wipe the, uh, the drool from his face. He's a former somebody. Cage told Luke Soros and Nick Wayne, go ahead down there and give him a preview. Um, Cope, you know, got the upper hand and, you know, he was going to hit, you know, Cage. Uh, he, but he hesitated, couldn't do it. This like allowed loose source to give him a clothesline in the back of the neck. Uh, Nick Wayne hit his finish Wayne's world. Uh, they were going to do a concerto to sting. Um, or they were going to do a concerto when sting made the save, and, uh, knock Nick Wayne out. Uh, Darby went to the ring, beat down cage. And then eventually, um, cage turned around and he caught a spear from, uh, Copeland. Uh, I thought this was all pretty good. Uh, yeah, I like this. Um, you know, it was, you know, doing it because he knew it was going to happen anyway. So the match on full gear crowd was into it. Um, like the promo from edge, like the promo from Christian, 
Yeah. Um. So then we got Tony Khan's major oh, let me, announcement. Let me, let me phrase this. Now, I want to just have a match. I do not want like Edge to be out, especially after what they just did. I don't want Edge to be out here hemming and hawing, and then like have Edge dead or have Christian dead to rights, and then Christian begs, and then Edge looks at the crowd, and then has to contemplate it. If he does that, just smoke him and move and move on. I do not want the hemming and hawing in the in the. Can I turn? Can I? Can I? All these years, you know like can I? Can I? Can I? Can I give him the concerto or whatever the fuck? No, just just beat each other and move on. <laughs> You don't want the story, James? No. Save me. Spare me, please. I wish they would have spared me from this announcement. Um <laughs> so I think so, this is what piss off more pe- most people. Because people oh, were because every time this announcement is something big and this is like this is big, but it's also like this is unnecessary too. Yeah. You you could have uh, just posted this shit online on Twitter. In in theory he could post every one of them online, right? But <laughs> you know, I saw this and I was like, well, then um, he was like, cool. yeah, Nigel, I, I, Nigel was back there with him. I saw Nigel. I was like, what's he doing here? And then <laughs> he said his big announcement was following the success of all in. They sold, you know, the all time attendance record, whatever. He ain't saying no numbers. Tickets or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> no, fuck that. He even laugh at my joke. He ain't saying no numbers. He ain't saying like the specific <laughs> number. Like we, I've had enough of this number thing in Wembley. It's the most all time. What the number is, I don't know. It's debatable. It somehow has turned into the rest the WrestleMania three uh, of this era of a debatable number turnstiles. Yeah. Like bought tickets. Uh, who? How many people were actually in the building? It's wild. I never would have thought we would have got to turnstiles in the year two thousand twenty three. But. We should have we should have been able to predict that based on how batshit insane everything had been leading up to that. But they said next year's show will be August 25th. Tickets are going to go on sale one month from today, December 1st. Uh, you don't have to wait until then. If you want early access, uh, you know, drop the code and, you know, for the sign up. And I'm like, um, I don't know what it, it, like why anyone didn't say, "Hey Tone, why don't we um just have you come out as a surprise tonight and tell them that?" Uh, but you know they're trying to make up for the ratings. I think uh, the previous week, uh, you know, it's a tactic that, that gets people to tune in, gets people talking all week. What was Everyone the rating always... this week, or what was the viewership this week? If I had to, I think eight thirty-two point two eight, maybe. All right. I'd have to double check. That's but, the case. You better bring his ass out and announce something next week too, or, or, <laughs> tomorrow, or a couple days too. Well, I, I will say this though: um, the reason that they are getting those tickets out because also WWE announced a show in Germany next year. Uh, I believe it's like the week after All In or like the week before All In or something mm, like that, and okay. that will have an effect on tickets. So the yeah. sooner they can get those out, I think they're trying to uh, compete because that shit is going to take a chunk out of uh oh, yeah. whatever um it is especially from you know the locals that are out there um but yeah i i saw this and i was like massively disappointed and i was like great like now people now everyone will call you uh a carny now everyone will say Bro, fuck who all, cried wolf yeah fuck all the other announcements where you actually announce something big this one time will be like, oh you can't trust a word he says again right um and then I guess we should talk about Ric Flair now. 
So last week I came on the show <sighs> pretty much. Sake, man, I was like, yeah, man, uh, it, it's it's for Sting, is whatever. Fuck you, don't care. Fuck them, we ball. I was wrong. But now you gotta, now you gotta, now you gotta back it up. Yep. Now you gotta... Let's go back. Let's let's pull it back over. You know all that. So it's Will um, Smith, Tommy Lee Jones, going back in time. Yeah. So the next day, Ric Flair gets announced as having signed a multi-year deal with AEW. <laughs> Just like just like Sari signs a multi-year deal, but it's a two-year deal with AEW. And it's through his Woo Energy drink. It's like a sponsorship thing. So think like Randy Savage and WCW with uh, Slim Jim and all that. And it's like the official drink. They're going to be paying most of his salary and everything like that. But they, put, they wrapped this in the Sting thing and slid it right by... Not only me, but like a good portion of people, I would say. Mm-hmm. And they put it. I'm like, I just don't know what like. Like, I get what Ric Flair offers you in conjunction to Sting, right? Yep. But. I don't see the need for Ric Flair beyond I can tell that. You why. I can tell you why. The same reason they sign all the old timers to legend contracts in WWE. They don't make new stars or big stars anymore. So these TV executives and these sponsors, like when they want to sniff around AEW or WWE, you bring around Hulk Hogan or Ric Flair or uh, or Lex Luger or Sting or whatever else, and they remember them because they were big stars back when they were selling out stadiums for, uh, in basketball arenas all the goddamn time. So... Those are the stars. They'd be like, okay, yeah, they'll be around. It's just like this still. And I remember them, and they're still around. So blah, blah, we could do this. Like that's the reason. Meltzer has talked us for years now. Like they mm-hmm. keep them around, so they're like at, on call when they need to do some advertising, whatever else for these sponsors or for these networks execs. They can see them and be like, okay, yeah, yeah. And you get the feel-good moment of like when I w- did watch, like my hero then is here and I can shake his hand or whatever else and take a photo op and all that kind of stuff and mm-hmm. kind of helps grease the palms when it gets in negotiation when it's time to, you know, do like the, you know, what do you call it? The front ends or what do you call it? Uh, not front ends. Uh, up fronts. Up fronts. Yeah, yeah. That kind of stuff too. Like it's all a part of that. It's just so whatever. Like he shouldn't be on TV. Should be signed to AEW or WWE. I said that last week. This is even this is like, yeah, you said they did this all to slide this all in, and also you tell throwing the part where like he was going to go to, he's going to be signed to AEW before like the Dark Side or anything broke on him uh, last year. Mm-hmm. This is just them circling back to getting back to where they were. They they let time pass. Nothing changed. They let time yep. pass. They let the scandal die down, and now they're here. It's just like what happened with Hogan after uh, after the you know the shit that Same happened shit. with him being caught on camera with the Gawker, you know, saying you know saying all types of racist shit. It's like time passes and he, now he's back. He's like, need the block to cool down. That's it. Yep. Like he must have got word somewhere that was like, yeah, man, uh, this ain't gonna affect nothing. Uh, enough time has passed. And uh, you know, let's get it. Fucking we ball. But yeah. um, 
I I saw that and I was like, I did not feel good about it. I nope. was like, and how dare they? And how dare they do that? And then come out here and give you a show like this too? Yes, in, in conjunction with that nasty, um, with, with, with this show where I'm feeling like, yo, this is like this is like the work of like the Creative Pro Academy trying to ruin this promotion, like in. in on screen and backstage combinations like <laughs> and yeah like um up next we had kenny omega and chris jericho in the most nothing happening match against <laughs> 2.0 and they whooped their ass but that wasn't really the important part the post match jericho and omega are out there um and callus comes out Basically, with, with all those guys with Kyle Fletcher in a suit, um, also uh, Will Hobbs, Kanosuke Takeshita, all standing in place, not doing a thing, not saying a word, um, <laughs> while Kyle's this commentary. Um, and from there, they basically, you know, say, um, like, you know, the Cow's family, you say, you know, you got to give them credit, you know, to Jericho and Omega are like cockroaches, hard to get rid of. Takesha and Hobbs destroy both of you guys. Uh, maybe this doesn't get finished in a ring, but instead on the streets, uh, Callis then challenged Jericho and Omega to a street fight in two weeks, calling them dummies. Uh, Kenny said none of this is about winning matches and accepts the challenge but makes it a six-man, uh, saying Kota Bushi is going to be there on their side. Callis uh, said you guys are still down a man, so what's up? So Jericho brings up his friend who's bigger than Powerhouse Hobbs. Uh Callus is incredulous, says no one's bigger than Hobbs. Um, after that, then they say, well, he's here. And they hit the music. And we heard that new Big Show music that is raw. But, man, Big Show walks out in one of the saddest displays I've seen in the history of professional wrestling. His body looked like the letter S. Now, I did one way, bottom going another. I saw the picture and I was like, oh, okay. I see people climbing. Now I saw the, the, I saw the show. The reason why it looks like it because his knee brace is fucked up. Like his knee brace makes his, makes his leg lean like that. His knee actually isn't, isn't actually crooked or whatever else. It's just the, the knee brace makes it look like that. Bro, it was horrible. Like I know. Were doing his screen caps, sending it out, saying, what is this? Like, yeah. and then he knocks out Kyle Fletcher, of course. Yep. And it's like, who called for this? And it's like Jericho. I'm like Jericho is all in on downside, down phase. He said, okay, he's all in on downside. He said, hey, y'all complain all last fucking year while I was putting people over left and right. All right, I got something for your ass. I'm going to fade into, I'm going to fade into nothingness. And now, and then, then we want to see like how well Ricky Starks does, how well Eddie Kingston does. Oh, they're not doing shit right now while while one of them is even a champion. Oh, okay, maybe it wasn't me. Yeah. Um. But yeah, Paul White, Kota Ibushi. Kenny Omega and Chris Jericho are a team. Even Fire Pro couldn't come up Bro. with this shit. Um, what fucking world? Oh, and also now they're called the Golden Jets because of Winnipeg. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they've been doing that. I, I didn't know that. But yeah. the idea that they're going to put Kenny Omega and Kota Bushi in a match with Paul, Paul fucking White. White, who asked for this ever. I think it's a complete, like bastardization of like the golden lovers brand like 
What the bro, fuck is this, dog? Like, I don't... Gold, Golden Jericho. What? Why? Like, we didn't, who for like, what? Like, this is, like, what has this feud become? Like, a, a In the world of Chris Jericho, a, what has this become? Unless Kota Ibushi is going to hit a, go, a Phoenix Splash off of Big Show's shoulders, there is no reason for this to exist. <laughs> That's is, it. Bro. Nothing this, else. This shit started with all the promise in the world. I thought this was going to be the best thing of the year, right? Bro, they've had Kanosuke Takesha essentially doing nothing after he beat Kenny Omega on pay-per-view. Except for beat Fletcher that one time. That's it. And that was yeah. on that wasn't even on Dynamite. That was on like Collision. Rampage. Rampage. Yeah. That's Sorry, it. Sorry, didn't have time to put, you know, I forgot. Ain't got time to put him on Collision. Yeah, got to got to, you know, and I have more squashes on there. Yeah. Shit, no competitive you know. matches. Who will see that? You know, um, but like the whole thing is, it's taken so long to evolve or whatever. And yeah, at and this boy point, boy, I'm looking at, I'm looking at Kenny Omega's booking on paper in 2023 and the non-presentation of a, of him as a star of any sort. And I was like, this shit has been terrorism this year. Like Rich. this is, this, this has been awful. They have seemingly like poisoned the well on all their top stars so MGF can do this. Jericho's on the down cycle. Kenny Omega has the two best matches of the year and is still on a down cycle of nothingness, dude. And they also put over MJF. Moxley and then immediately down, the, Moxley the next down show. cycled immediately and started doing the uh and started doing the feud with with uh with Hangman or whatever else, put over Hangman. Hangman did nothing with it after getting put over by John Moxley. What are the top stars in this promotion doing except for MJF? Any, anybody do anything important? Like I would say swerve. Me. I would say swerve and hangman, but hangman doesn't want a fucking promo for some reason. Yeah, they've got um, like, and I think the one thing that really pissed me off it was like, main event of this. Jay White beats MJF clean as a sheet. Yep, because they had to right him after. Look, right after MJF gets put over by Kenny Omega, almost stronger than anybody has put him over in the history of the company, almost. And then they turn around and MJF has to lose the next week. I'm like, what do we do it for? Like, <laughs> like well, what do we do it for? Look, I, look, okay. Putting them back together, putting them together in comparison or whatever else, I get the frustration. But now that we're past that, it's like, all right, now we're on to, you know, like we're on like Bill Belichick, we're on to Cincinnati. Yeah. All right, we're on to full gear now. The program with Jay White and MJF, like, no one believes for a fucking second after Kenny Omega. The whole answer would be never book the Kenny Omega MJF match in this position, put it on fucking full gear and kick uh, the Jay White thing down for the December review. They didn't do it this way. Because they want to do this match to, to have it be up against the anniversary or the, the, the record. The, the record, which was like, okay, fine. You want to give away the biggest one of the biggest five biggest matches you got left in the chamber on pay-per-view to do it on TV? Fine. Have at it. But this is the consequence when you do shit like this. So he puts oh, Kenny Omega puts over MJF, and then days later he is pinned by Jay White because Jay White absolutely needs to pin him because no one believes that he can win the, the main event title match in pay-per-view. So you have to give uh uh Jay White everything because no one fucking believes in him. But, so is, it looks funny in life, but they had to do this because this is what they set themselves up to to do. Because the thing is, that's what they set, set themselves up to do. They didn't, they shouldn't have set it up this way, but since they did this, this is what they had to do. 
This is all while Jay White did, has never they did been the pinned right in this thing promotion. Because they did something dumb. This is all while Jay White has never been pinned in this promotion. Like, <laughs> I, I would love to know, like, the, like, I don't know, man. Like, they're, it's like they committed to this direction. And maybe it's good they're not switching, you know, ripping everything up and sticking to it. But, man, there sure has been some, you know, like, uh, is it like when you fall down, don't hit the branches on the way? Like they hit, they hitting all the fucking branches right now. Where it's like, bram, bram, bram. The this is the issue when you book long term because if someone gets hurt, you're fucked. Or if you're not, like it's really hard to recover or try to come up with a satisfying conclusion when you book long term. And you know how I already knew this because huh. I watched NXT in 2018 and 19, and what fucking happened? Well. Uh, the nigga breaks his neck. Right, and he can't do the <laughs> the payoff. Go, you build towards the biggest match in, in in your brand's history, and then a month before it happens, whatever else, it goes out the window because the motherfucker has a fucked up neck. So all the building for two years you did goes up in smoke. So you have to cook, cook up something else. Yeah. Um. So like at this whole point, like this Paul White thing, I was like, yo, this is the war- one of the worst things I've ever seen in this company. And just like the reveal and then like the way it, it was so derivative of like it was like, yo, man, like I feel like I didn't watch TNA in real time. But man, the vibes was was, was TNA ish right there. Um, And it was just like we're calling back this relic of yesteryear. Like, bro. These new young guys like Hobbs and Takesha, these fucking killers, they they see this old man and they gotta like cower in fear and like like and Fletcher just gets knocked out. It's like, bro, they should be fucking murdering him. Like this should be like a demolition. Like, do we expect Paul White to to, to take a pinfall next week? I I know I don't. I mean, he's the one that should take the pinfall. I feel like Kyle Fletcher is, is out here about to, you know, lay it down. Uh, do we have any word back on when Guevara will be back? I think they booked that match like in hopes of maybe he'll be back then, but because I would assume he's the fourth guy on the Cala squad. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. So, um, after that, we got Carl Shooter and Willow Nightingale, and just a nice match. Um, I like the match. It was just something that was there. wasn't great, um, but it was better than good. You know, while they tried to <laughs> just make the days pass until they can hand the title to Tony Storm, um, it seems like they're just booking like a rash of title defenses for Sheeta right now. Yeah, so um, they, because it's a short title reign, so they have to rack it up defenses to make it feel like it was actually like not just something they just threw together at the last second. Yep. So um Sheeta got the win. Yep. Um They got a better match in them, obviously. Yeah. Um after that, Sheeta and Will Nightingale shook hands. And then Tony Storm made her entrance. And <laughs> Sheeta again, tired of seeing this this woman come out after her matches, runs out the joint and nah, fucking knees her. You forgot about Luther. Oh, yeah. That's her butler. Yes, right. Luther is now a butler. Hey, keep getting them checks, homie. Um, 
<laughs> um, so he tried to give Sheeta hey, the man. shoe. Nah, we gonna stop right now. We gonna stop right now. We gonna stop now. At what point do me and you get to get the on screen gigs uh, off the strength of Swerve? At what point? <laughs> I mean, you know. Do I do I have to learn how to bump? Is that what it takes? <laughs> I guess I can put in a word. You know, I'm like, hey man, it's uh, you know, like hey, I can be the, I can look, I, look, I'll bump for Darby Allen. I don't give a fuck. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care from tw- I don't care from over twice his size. I'll yeah. bump for him. I don't give a shit. Yeah. Like, well, hey man, uh, check on clear. Yeah, yeah, hey, uh, you know, allegedly, you know, I, look, uh, I too would like to be employed. I, I too would like to get a check from a, from AEW from Jacksonville. Yeah, yeah you, you know, know, I don't want to be, I don't want to be the only person on this show that doesn't get a check from it from Jacksonville. <laughs> Should we talk about that? What's up? Should we talk about that? Sure. Yeah. Uh, so Rich sent me some, sent me a picture of uh one of his royalty checks in uh from AEW, and I was like, I'm proud of you. Also, I would like one too. <laughs> Yo, nah, I pulled up uh, the envelope, and, you know, I was, you know, I, I walked to the mailbox, and uh, actually, I didn't even walk to the mailbox. My wife walked to the mailbox. She's like, "Hey, you got, you got you, some? You got Catherine walking that hill?" I mean, it, she was already Chivalry up there. Chivalry is dead. Chivalry, Look. I don't care what your excuse is. Chivalry is dead. Chivalry. You got to walk up that, that, that high-ass hill. Nah, tell, explain what you do with that hill, Rich. Rich be going up and down that hill to work out. Meanwhile, he yeah. got Catherine going up that damn hill. You know, I walk up the hill backwards, you know, both ways. You know, 15 miles, you know. <laughs> like like the, the one dude. But, um, yeah, I, uh, you know, AEW Who We Are Part 2 will be out soon that's all i can say um but they got um uh sheeta gives the running knee i thought this shit was hilarious like because it like broke up all that shit i was like yes do something to her and the crowd booed they did not like that they they were like nah we we want to see this foolishness from tony storm i was like all right cool in the ring the lights go out all of a sudden julia hart appears crowd gasps because they love Julia Hart. Sensing a pattern here. Um, <laughs> she off- offers Willow a-, a handshake. Willow knew what was up. Uh, Sky Blue ran to the ring. Got in the middle of them unnaturally. And, you know, she looked like she was going to turn on Willow. But then she turns and miss Julia Hart. But all the miss, like, miss, it doesn't hit Julia Hart. And Julia Hart has to no, sell it anyway. No, it hits Julia Hart. It hits her, like, on her... Like chest plate, like, like it don't hit her in the face. Right, 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 right. But the thing is, also, the mist was blue because it's sky blue. Bro, when I saw this, I immediately turned off the television. I turned the channel after this. I am of no help for the rest of this show, right? The only thing I saw was the clip where Billy Gunn was yelling at MJF, imploring him to scissor uh, Matt Kasser because. Yes. Of what? Whatever. I don't know. Oh, but, okay. So, um, right at this point, I was done. Hold, hold on. I was like, I was like, I'm WWE out. I'm getting PTSD. I saw this Paul White shit. Um, I think this crowd fucking sucks. Uh, I'm pissed about Hangman Page not talking. Um, what else uh, do we have on there? Uh, all the tropes. The the MJF uh, and walk, walking around the backstage area with the invisible camera and all that shit. And I'm like, 
what is this? This is this is not what this has been. Like this is not this ain't it. Like and yeah. I was like, I'm not having fun. I'm not I'm not gonna force myself to sit through it. I was like, I hope the show can understand, but I was quite pissed last week and I was just like Yo, is this is this company dying? Like, is is this is this where it goes? Like, yeah, man, um, we're are, are we headed towards the point of no return? Like, this it was just like a like a swelling of like in a vacuum. I think a pay per view has to be flat out stink for that to happen first, but we'll see. Yeah, because like, but that like that's how it goes. Like, you start just depending on all the pay per views to fix everything. It's like, nah, man, this is the greatest week to week show. In the history of professional wrestling is AEW Dynamite, and it's just like, why are why are we such in a rush to let that status quo go? Like, why is this just like, yeah, man, we're we're just gonna allow these influences to set the tone of this show? Because I I'm pretty sure that from the top. They are conscious of how this show was received as evidenced by the show that's booked on Wednesday. Right. So this coming this coming Wednesday cuz that card this coming Wednesday is looted. There, but Rich is also needs to be pointed out during every like, you know, final month getting to a pay-per-view it seems there's always a bad dynamite and we always do what? And I always joke about it. And Bearing I was like, the hey, the earth. It's, it's, it's like, it's in the promotion. One? It's the end of the promotion. Right. And then they go out there and they have a killer show and they're like, oh, it's saved. And that's a part, that's a part of this. Like, I think we just forget about it. But like almost every dyno, you go through Dynamite history, like right before, like the last month going into every pay-per-view, like seemingly like there's always one pay-per-view that just, or one show of Dynamite that stinks or is not like, or is one of those, what the fuck is this? And then later was like looking around, like, what the hell is this? And all of a sudden, like, you know, the last two weeks, you end up getting, you know, really good bills, really good, you know, hot shining of, of angles to get you interested in pay-per-view. Like, it just happens that way. Uh, it's a bad habit. I wish they'd knock it the fuck off of doing, but it seems like it's a, it's a, it's a part of the, unfortunately, a part of the, of the, of the, um, of the equation. Why? I don't know. But, uh, yeah. Uh, so the main event for this was, you know, um, the acclaimed Billy Gunn and MJF versus uh, the Guns, um, uh, Juice. Juice Robinson and, and uh, Jay White, and um, so they bring out they bring out uh, the acclaimed. The acclaimed had a really good, uh, sorry, a mask had a really good verse. Call and, and obviously calling the the Guns the Ass Boys. Out comes MJF. He's wearing pink gear. Match with uh, the. Um, the acclaimed, uh, he was wearing a, a scissory shirt because you know he's back in the act of doing house show matches, wearing a shirt because selling his merch or uh-huh. selling MJL or sorry, the acclaimed's merch. Uh, Masters with uh, with Anthony Bowens. Um, MJF tries to get in. Jay White runs out. Uh, they they end up doing. Uh, Colton Gun calls out his dad. No, I'm sorry. Austin calls out his dad. Um, Austin, by the way, has like body glitter from head to toe for some reason. I'm assuming it's just for heat. And like, if it is like, I think that's brilliant. I think that's like the, the, the coolest thing he's ever done in wrestling. Like, I'm going to wear body <laughs> glitter. 
Like, because pe- people go, why is he wearing body glitter? Because I'm a heel. Why not? Um, so he calls out his dad. He does. He pretends like he's gonna do the the road dog. You know, the all the punches shit, and he gets cut off by by his dad. Um, basically, it leads towards a hot tag on Bowens getting a, a tag into uh, Caster. They build another hot tag where Caster gets in with Jay White in for uh, in the ring, cutting him off. Uh, MJF gets in, he runs wild. Um, ref is taken. In, or cat not caster but uh jay white gets the belt and he's going to hit uh mjf with the belt and um caster saves mjf gets in the way push him out of the way and he eats the belt shot and then um jay white a few minutes later gets the pin on on uh mjf uh which leads to um you know like that's why you saw the clip of billy gunn and also throughout the match like they were trying to do the you know scissor me thing and like mm-hmm. MJF never wanted no parts of it. And then like he tried at the very end of the match, he wanted in, but like uh, Gun Club cut off everybody and grabbed, pulled him out the ring. So um, by the end of it, um, you know Billy Gunn says, "You better scissor uh, Caster," and then they scissor each other or whatever else. And um, and like that's how they ended the show on a happy note, even though uh, they lost. So um, yeah. Running the mill house show mash, but told the story. You know all the stuff that you said right there. You know what I didn't hear? Good wrestling. I didn't hear good wrestling. I didn't hear focus on the world title. I didn't hear um, anyone really giving a fuck about getting the belt back, <laughs> which was supposed to be the objective of this match, I believe. Right. None of that. That's all just gone to the wayside. I'm absolutely finished with this MJF shit. Like it's it's gotta go. Like get in the bin. Like and I know I know there are people that like it. There are people that are gonna defend it. There are people that are are like, yeah, what's what's the big deal? You know, like you know, have some, you know, smile about it, whatever. You know, and uh, there's the whole let people enjoy things. Yeah, the let people enjoy things. Um, the. You know, like I am letting people enjoy the things. Like I let people enjoy WWE. I don't watch it. Like, <laughs> well, how about they let me enjoy some of this shit? How about that? You know, y'all ever thought about that? Let me enjoy a new champion. You know, let me enjoy, um, you know, some compelling, uh, you know, feuds or around the world title. You know, filled with hatred, filled with competitiveness, filled with like, you know, guys striving to be the best. You know. Let, let me enjoy that, you know, not not a, a a geek getting thrown up against the wall, going from door to door like a telemarketer or a Jehovah's Witness, you know, looking for some type of help. You know, not a guy that is not really drawing all that much. You know, he's they showed the little quarter hours and stuff like that. And he has the highest quarter hours. And I'm like, man, I hope you have the highest quarter hours when you're being like, when everyone else is being pushed down like this for you to shine this hard. Like, and it like, that's what I'm saying. You can make a change right now. Anybody you put in that spot will end up with the highest quarter hours and all that. Well, I don't know. I think you have to like get somebody out of being down cycled to actually rise up for that. And the only people that we really have are like Jay White and Swerve right now. Man. They've got Warlow jacking him up against the wall. Yep. They've got Samoa Joe circling. Yep. Jay White at the pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. 
the Hangman Swerve feud. Yep. Feels like Hangman's gonna get his win back. So I yep. don't know where that leaves Swerve. Um but <laughs> there's a lot of people that can put it on. And I'm ready for one of pick someone. Like and I don't you know it would be hard for me to like look around the roster and feel like there is a worse decision at this point. I'm like, I can live with Jay White. I can live with Wardlow. I like Wardlow. Definitely I would go with Swerve. Uh, Samoa Joe, I wouldn't be into that as much, but you know, I feel like it would be a short term title run anyway. I'm like, just end this shit. Like, we'll figure all that out later. Just end what this is now. Whatever this was supposed to be is obviously different from what it was because obviously the Adam Cole injury changes everything. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't want to see Cole win it either. So <laughs> let's, let's, you know. I don't know, man. Like, I think, I think, you know, it's it's interesting though. Like how MJF gets all the credit for the good stuff in the company and all that. I'm like, all right, man. Like, it's a lot. You know, it's a lot of stuff. I, I think, you know, the responsibility of being the champion, you got to wear it in the good times and the bad times. And with the people in these buildings that are reacting to his matches or whatever, right? Like, they are like, you know. Like in that, I, I didn't hear you say the crowd was dead or anything. No, the crowd's reacting to it. Like they're in Louisville, Kentucky, and like they went nuts when he did the kangaroo kick. I'm like, that's great. Four thousand people, all four thousand of them in a twenty thousand seat building, you know, reacting. That's awesome. You're over with those people. What about the people that ain't there? Like, <laughs> like if you're the champion, you're the big star, and all that, right? And if they're if everybody is bowing down before you, like the West Side Connection. Admittedly, not everybody's put you over the cleanness in the world, right? But that's how he wants it. He doesn't want to. He doesn't want to be put over clean. He doesn't want to put people over clean. This is this is the game he's played since day one in AEW, and I've been te- complaining about it to y'all for years on this show. If you want to play Moxley. like this, is the shit you end up with, with at times. John, Mo- or let's let we can take this all the people that put him over before the championship. He's unfused with Cody Rhodes, Chris Jericho, CM Punk, CM Punk. Um, John Moxley, Brian Danielson, Kenny Omega, Ricky Starks, Pillars, Darby. Darby. Um, you mentioned Wardlow. Wardlow. Uh, I know you. He beat MJF, but like ultimately MJF like just zapped that shit anyway. So like he did a squat. He 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 <laughs> no showed a he no showed a, a, a some meeting whatever else got heat and then and then did a job left for months and came back and like nothing ever fucking happened. It's and, a fake job. Yeah, MJF did a lot and of left, like and it, it absolutely hurt Orlo. And he did a lot of great work in that stuff, right? But yeah. if you're the man right now and you're gonna say you're the man like that, then I want to see these metrics. That look like you're the man. James, do you realize this man is going to hold the AEW world title for a year straight and he doesn't have a prayer in hell at winning Flair Thez in AEW? Yeah. That's an, if that's not an indictment, then what do you call that? Like, I would vote for Cody before I voted for, for MJF. I would vote for Will Ospreay as, as Flair Thez well, yeah. before I would vote for MJF. Well, yeah. Like, what are we doing? Like, I don't... 
it's a it's a lot, man. I'm like, yo. I think, I, I think the more I think about this, like Osprey is going to end up winning fourth S, and people are gonna be furious. Like they they better live with it. Like yeah, his wrestling is much be, better than anybody be, else's other and, shit. And it's gonna be like it's gonna be like, all right, what was the best what was the best rivalry this year in pro wrestling? Osprey Omega, okay. Who who was the most outstanding wrestler in the ring this year? Osprey again, okay. They gonna have to get ready. Was like did any did anybody from any other promotion, even though he was a secondary champion, did anybody from any other promotion like shine as a top champion in any of the promotions? Did Julia Tam Nakano do that? No. Did uh did Sanat do that? No. Did Roman Reigns in part time duty do that? Seven matches, James. Yeah. Um did MJF do that? He had some great matches, but like did did as this thing is going down, like are we gonna blame all this on CM Punk? Everything's CM Punk's fault? None of it's MJF and his TV and none of it's like Tony Khan booking all of his top stars down cycle except for MJF? No. Okay. Give it to Osprey. Osprey's out here doing this in multiple promotions again. Oh, okay. He probably should win for 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 this. Probably should. And the sad thing is, like, if Moxie doesn't get concussed, I think he's gonna. I thought he was gonna steal it anyway. I thought Moxie was gonna steal it. Get out the back door. Similar to how we talked about uh two thousand. What years was it when AJ for our war stole stole uh um you know a or WWE wrestler of the year from from Strowman? What year was that? Two thousand seventeen. Yeah, I thought it was gonna be one of those. But he got cussed and he's out the race. Yeah, Danielson. If Danielson could just fucking stay together, he would have won it because of how how well his matches were every time he wrestled. He's a most outstanding contender in the top, like you know, top five, top eight, or whatever else. Given the number of times he's been injured, still. But he's always fucking injured, so he can't like sink his teeth in much stuff. He keeps fucking missing out on uh, blunt guts. So yeah, um, that's the year. That's that's been the year, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I just I just I just think people like I know they love MJF, right? But then, but if you love that man, tell the truth about him. Like <laughs> if, if you love him and you think he's the only good thing in AEW, then explain them fucking ticket sales, explain these fucking buildings. Like, sorry, man, that that falls on the champion. Like. It's one thing to be the champion. It's nothing to be the man. And like they booked him like he was the man instead of just the champion. And it, it has, it doesn't seem to have worked for the betterment of like watching for two hours or for watching for five hours. This doesn't seem that way. Yeah, man. <sighs> like, and I see all the stuff they've done. I'm just like, I see what you're doing. Like, you're trying to revitalize Adam Cole. You're trying to get the, the other pillars hot when they were ice cold, except for Darby. It worked to, to an extent with, uh, with Guevara, and then Guevara fucking got concussed again. Or not concussed again, but, but got concussed very badly, and he hasn't been around. Um, You know? He put him in the, put him in there with the two be- two of the best wrestlers ever, with Okada and... I'm sorry, with Omega and with Danielson. The matches went off. Um, you know, the Omega bill was just out of nowhere, out of the blue, just put it together. Uh, the dancing thing was a lot of trying to figure out what the actual story was. So they finally got to it until they finally figured out what the actual heart of the story could really be. What do you do at, uh, what do you do at revolution this year? Danielson. Oh, that's right. Right. Yeah. So that's what we were talking about. So yeah, it's been, um, 
Zach says, "Is Diesel the M- is MJF the Diesel of Championship drawing ability?" Nah, I don't know if I can go that far. I don't think there's been enough um, history with the title to. I like, I think he's the lowest drawing champion thus far, but that's not. I think based that's on like, attendance. Uh, yeah, for sure. I don't know yeah. because like. The uh, Wembley thing is gonna like skew everything. The same day people talk about oh, like yeah. Noah and Muda this year. I, f- I feel like, like people like no, 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 Noah's number two promotion in Japan. Right now. Okay, how about how about gotta. how about like we throw out the how about we throw everybody's biggest show out? I know it's yeah. unfair, but like how about we do, go like median show? No, right, it's not even close. Right. Okay, yeah. Um, I don't know. Um, when I hear this superstar stuff and I just want to see the, the superstar stuff that, that backs it up. Sorry. Call me old fashioned, but, um, it's a, uh, we, we gonna see, we gonna see how this all ends up. You know, we got two pay-per-views left in the year, but, um, if he gets a 2024 with that shit, I'll be shocked, but here we go. Look, man, you you know what happens when you commit to long form storytelling. When someone gets hurt, you just want to hold on until you can do it again. So, like, if he just like the idea would not shock me at all if he holds on and to finally get to you know the devil was Adam Cole all along. Because they did the devil thing too uh, during the show. Oh yeah, I I, I didn't even notice it. When I, I was watching, watching the watching show. Whatever. I was like, oh, they did it again. Yeah, but. Bro, like so how long how long did Black Scorpion how long did the Black Scorpion shit go? I think the Black Scorpion stuff was months and months and months of like can actually we, kind of detailed things. Can and, we get MJF versus the devil in a cage match? And then we put Jim Ross on commentary so that when they so when they rip off <laughs> Adam Cole's when they rip off that the shit and it's Adam Cole, he can be like, It's Adam Cole, son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> is no. this of course is that who we fucking thought it was god no. damn it they have Ric Flair assigned to the company just put it on Flair oh my god <laughs> it's Ric Flair son of a bitch <laughs> we can wrap this whole up alright y'all thanks for listening that's the end of the show um, be sure to raise on whatever app you're using listen this with if you are watching from the stream, you can uh, later go to our, the podcast uh, show notes and go to the Red Circle link there and donate. Um, and be sure to listen to other shows on the network. Besides Voice Radio, we have Q the Strong Style. Um, you have uh, All Things Elite, and you have Imps WWE Adventure. Thanks for listening, y'all. Later. Stop getting scammed by Lauren Hill. credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.